I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no kata. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. <laughs> I'm excited today. <laughs> you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? Tomorrow, forever. Yeah. On this show. <laughs> on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Little disclaimer, today is one of my 101 episodes, so y'all gonna dig in, get in, fill in. Look at them bars right there. You didn't even know I had it like that. <laughs> Ready for Hamilton, look. Yeah, I'm just chilling, look. Uh, <laughs> so uh, today, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. So today, we got my man in the building, my home team, little bro, out here doing big things, Tomar Wilson actor writer himself what's up man welcome to the show thanks thanks for having me indeed it's indeed. fun to finally be here i've been listening for a couple years i know it's crazy isn't it how did we meet we've been on like twitter or some we, shit or? yeah twitter i think uh, i reached out like right after i started listening to the show okay okay and i just started following you and started did i read one of your scripts you did you That's act, right. no you read one of my scripts during the uh, can i tell this story oh, yeah, please. so at the beginning of the pandemic i was writing and i was i was like you know i need to take this time it was the first time i had time off and downtime so i was like you know what let me just reach out to some people i know on twitter and see if they'll read me like it doesn't hurt to ask right Sometimes so you gotta ask dude so i sent you a mess i sent you a direct message and was like right. hey you know we kind of like interacted a couple times on twitter right and just ask if you would read me and you did and i asked you and two other people everybody said yes i nice. mean this was early mm -hmm. pandemic so well, that, that was the time to get motherfuckers away. Yeah. Because everybody's like, wow, everything just slowed down. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden you get an email or you get a DM. You're like, you know what? I'll take time and read that record. Right. That's you what I was me? thinking, too. I yeah. was like, nobody's going to work right now. So right. people just have free time. So I might as well get in where I can fit in. You exactly. Know? Exactly. So. Hey, do me a favor. Hit the off button. It's mm -hmm. on the, the lower bottom right. Perfect. Thank you. Start with that. <clears throat> um, yeah, but that's the cool thing about the internet and what's going on today and why I'm always telling writers, you know, actors and everybody else, like, you guys have it so different today. Like, we didn't have that at all. And I just turned 51 last Sunday. You know what I mean? Happy birthday. So, thank you, brother. Still look 28. Look at <laughs> We vampires. Like, I'm just biting necks. <laughs> and so, I'm not too far behind you. You have a 19. I see you. A little trying to hide the gray yeah, hairs right. and stuff. I'll take I got it. You. I'll take it. 19. <laughs> and, um... But but the kids today, I'm just, I call everybody kids. Don't don't worry about it. But the kids today have it a little bit different in the sense that the access for them to, you know, to just go on Twitter, right? See somebody on there and DM the motherfucker and be like, hey dude, love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And when you get a moment, would you mind just giving me ten pages or whatever? And people are like, you know what, ten pages, I'll do that or yeah. whatever in general. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So we didn't have that. You had to literally search the shit out, do the stuff actually meet them in person mm -hmm. build a relationship 
go to coffee, go to lunch, and you pay it. Networking. <laughs> ne- I mean, it's a different thing now. Networking yes. is, a, is a completely different thing. For sure. For you sure. Know, you can do, you, you got DMs, you got all of that stuff, interacting with those people. There are mm-hmm. a few people just because of the shows I've been in mm-hmm. that have reached out to me. Like, um, I'm sure. Randomly, Eric Heiser. <laughs> oh, did Eric? Was, I, That's my I, dude. I started Eric. following him. Uh-huh the day that he was coming to see the Book of Mormon. Oh, cute. So I guess he like saw that, I followed him, saw that I was in the show, and he was like, hey, can I bring my wife back? And I was like, of course, yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Of course, they ended up not coming back because okay. uh, she wasn't feeling well, but we kind of kept this relate. He was another person I reached out to. That's at the somebody to stay in touch with. Yeah. Eric yeah. is one of the best writers in town, so that's that's some smart shit. Um, so welcome to the show, Tomar. Appreciate you. you having you. Um, like I was telling you offline, um, you know, uh, a lot of people, some people know that I used to be an actor and a lot of people don't, you know, because I never talk about it. You know, I never even. You, you, try, you I drop had to hints re- here and there. You yeah, got- I had to reinvent myself. So in the midst of that, like we talk about the pivot all the time, uh-huh. in the midst of pivoting myself, it's not in my vocabulary. So even when I'm out, for example. Um, Is it a bad thing? You feel like it's, <sighs> you just want to leave that part separate? No. I mean, I'll throw it out. Like, like I do even when I talk about being a gay man. Yeah. You know, I'll throw it away. You know, I'll say, you know, I grew up here and blah, blah, blah. You know, being a young black gay dude, I just blah, blah, blah. I just throw it away. Yeah. So that they heard it and I don't have to linger on it. You don't have to have a big conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And they see I have no problem talking about it. Right. You know what I mean? And and I do the same without when I'm talking about, you know, I'm a former, former actor. You know, I did a lot of theater and dance and blah, blah, blah. I mm-hmm. toured, you know, all this and this. And then I'll, but I just throw it away. I don't dwell in the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm an actor and I, yeah. you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I don't care about it anymore, you know? Uh-huh. And, and, and so it's different for me, you know? Um, but as somebody who still aspires and is still in the midst of it all, like you are, and we'll get into your story, um, I think it's important to talk about it because of most people don't have the names of those shows behind them like you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people, and you probably heard this too, and we'll, we'll, I know we're jumping on, welcome to the rant room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of people come here, and I, matter of fact, on my, I was telling you earlier about this big meeting I had yesterday for this TV show. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about, you know, because um, you're asking me questions about my producing. <clears throat> and I was telling them, you know, I've probably been in a couple hundred, you know, casting sessions as a producer or, you know, whatever. And so lots of different things that I've seen, one of the things I've learned about myself is I'm a bit of a theater snob. Yeah. And it's true. It's really, really true. Like if I say, oh, you went to Tish, oh, you went to ACT, and you, you know what I mean? Oh, you did some theater at Berkeley. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, you went to, you know, I start doing that. I just, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you really must be pretty good uh-huh. in order to do that, to hang with those dogs. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So... Because if I just see, you know, acting 101 at, you know, some name that I ever heard or some, you know, whatever uh, uh, voiceover course, I'm like, eh. (laughs) 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 I am. I'm just going to be honest because I can't tell you how many times I've been in casting sessions. And I'm the type of producer. I let the director and them do whatever and then say, Hillary, do you have anything? I mean, you know, let me test tomorrow on this one little thing. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, do me a favor. On that one part, go upstage and do this one thing and, you know, turn around. Maybe just go go to the door and, you know, slam the door on her, whatever. Just to test to see are they hearing me and what are their instincts so that it feels smooth, right? Because you can can skip some steps, like with training. Like, that's what happens. Like, you don't have to start with that stage right, that stage left. 
you know when you see a certain school or right. a certain like level of training, you know right. that you don't need to go. You don't need to be that basic. But but you can also be you can be. Um, but that's my point. When you do theater, though, as you do, mm. it teaches you. You understand <laughs> because in rehearsal, they're constantly saying, okay, and you're going to come from upstage and you're going to blah, 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 blah. You'll come from left wing and you'll do that, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all those things are there. Yeah. So it's secondary to you. I can't tell you how many times I've been in auditions and gave a direct, an actor, uh, you know, an adjustment of something. I want you to go upstage and do blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what's upstage? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I can't. I can't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the bitch didn't get the job either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like little stuff like I can't stand it. I'm like such a snob about it, and I know mm-hmm. I got to work on it. But there have been a one, every blue moon, somebody just has it without it. Some people are just very natural, as you probably have seen too. They, but then you but then right. you decide if it's worth the investment. Facts. You know, if they have the talent, you're yeah. like, okay. Yeah, I can work with that. I, yeah. For sure. For sure. So, like I said, welcome to the show, Tamar. Um, let's go back and tell everybody like where you're from and how you got into the game and exactly what it is you do. You Great. Um, okay, that's enough. I, um, <laughs> scene. <laughs> um, I, my name's Tomar Wilson. I am originally from Kansas, Topeka, Kansas. Grew up, my mom Country and my... Country ass, look at Yeah, it. you know. Uh, <laughs> my mom and my stepdad were both in the Air Force, so, so I was a military okay. brat. Me too, yeah. I kind of bounced back and forth between my parents and my grandparents in Kansas. So, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Kansas. At this point, I lived in New York for 20, 20 years. So that's oh. the longest I've mm-hmm. really ever lived in one place. How long you been here now? Uh, I moved here right before the pandemic. Oh, so damn. a year and a half. So you came at perfect timing, did you? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to move here. I, I've tried to move here a couple times. Okay. I tried. Well, I'll get to that. Okay, so no problem, no problem. I um, grew up doing theater in mm-hmm. Kansas, which is its own thing I did mean, you did you know you always wanted to do theater or did you were you always really, not, like able to sing and dance and all that or well what that? I, yeah I, I started singing and dancing when i was really young okay but i didn't have any training i didn't know you needed any training can't y'all hear it in his voice it's all clean and shit look at that look at that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that i you know in high school i started getting into theater more right. and more and i did back this is the 90s so i didn't know anything about going to school for mm-hmm. theater outside of Kansas, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I went, to, I went to school in my hometown as a music education major because okay. that was kind of what I knew. So I was there for almost a year, and one of my classmates was like, oh, I, I went to this pre-college program at Carnegie Mellon. You would really like this school. You should check it out. I was like, okay. He oh, gave you me- You hanging out there with Blair Underwood and all you know? that. <laughs> <laughs> so I filled out the, filled out the application, mm-hmm. sent it in, auditioned. It was the only place I applied after that. I got in. I didn't do any research. Didn't know anything okay. about it. I'm going to be interrupting you a little bit, so forgive me. Yeah. Because I want the kids to hear who don't know. So, all right? Mm-hmm. So, what's an audition like to get into a big college like that? So, then, they, you can audition in one of, I think, like five cities. Okay. And they kind of have an audition tour in January, February. You mm-hmm. go, you prepare two monologues, two songs, and they teach you a dance combination. This was oh, for okay. musical theater. Mm-hmm. I was I was auditioning. Um. They give you, they work with you, give you adjustments, like see how you are at, mm-hmm. at taking adjustments, because mm-hmm. they basically just want to see if they can work with you. If you're, if you're like wi- able to take adjustments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an all day thing. You do your monologues for the acting teacher, you do your songs for a voice teacher, and then you dance for a dance teacher. Do you remember the song you sang? I sang. <clears throat> 
All I need is a girl from Gypsy <laughs> and a Frank Wildhorn song. I can't remember the, okay, uh, the name of it. Because I was from, I, I grew up in Speak Camp. We never did Dream Girl. I was the only <laughs> black kid in theater. We never did any right. black shows, you right. know. I, my senior musical was Fiddler on the Roof, you okay. know. So yes. that that gives you a little <laughs> bit of like the theater right. training I was coming from. <laughs> you urchin number three. Isn't yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was like an, an all day process. They kind of like see, work with you, see what happens. I didn't really expect anything from it. I found out a couple weeks later, I got in, hmm. moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and, and did it. I, I was there for three years and then I auditioned for Ragtime, the original, for the first national tour of Ragtime, right. and got that. So I left school my junior year to do that. Okay. Those producers uh, were in some <laughs> uh, shady stuff, shall we say. And, no, uh, that could bankrupt. never happen. <laughs> yeah, so those, those producers went bankrupt right around November of what would have been my senior year. Right. So I, had, I, I didn't finish school. Mm. I was, my job was ending. I didn't live in New York. I was kind of lost. So I called the school and I was like, listen, this is what's happening. Can I come back? They let me come back, mm. graduate with my class. Mm. We did a showcase in New York and LA. And at the time, I... I hated LA. I just, you know, I was mostly all like, East Coast motherfuckers. Don't like know, LA. But you, you were theater stop too, you know. <laughs> so I that. wanted to be in New York. I right. wanted, I wanted to do theater. That's what mm. I knew. That's what I loved. Mm-hmm. So I moved straight to New York and I started doing theater. I did my first Broadway show. How long probably, did it take from the time you moved there? From the time I moved there to the time that show opened was about two years. Mm. But I had started doing development of that show. A year before that. Which show was that? It was called The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Okay. It was a really expensive children's show <laughs> <laughs> that didn't do it. It opened between 42nd Street and the producers mm. and was a huge flop. It mm. ran for two and a half weeks. Oh, but that, but you know what? I feel like that was a good experience to have. My first experience was a flop. So I knew that that was a possibility. Okay, and I didn't I take anything, anything right. for granted after that. I've right. been in hit shows since then mm-hmm. with a lot of young people who are like, oh, this is the life, you know, like I'm the shit. And I'm like, you're not, because everything can change. Like exactly. like we learned with COVID, yep. everything can change overnight. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're in a hit show that doesn't look like it's going anywhere, mm-hmm. you don't process that. Right. But I know I know from the beginning, you know, like when a producer says everything's okay, you can be like, okay, like I believe you a little bit. Let me ask but, you a question. So sometimes you, because right now you're currently, and we'll get to where you are right now, you're currently in Hamilton here in in. At the Pantages, yeah. <clears throat> is it harder to? Well, let, let me. I'm trying to figure out how to what, the best way to say this. So, so you have your main cast, mm-hmm. right? You have your swing cast, mm-hmm. and then you have ensemble. Or is that? So b- there's basically on stage cast and off stage cast, okay. and the on stage cast. It, it kind of is broken down by contracts. So mm-hmm. there's principal contracts and there's ensemble contracts right. like Hamilton, Burr, Washington, Angelica. Like those are principals, and then mm-hmm. the uh, the dancers are ensemble. So in the offstage cast, there are swings who cover mm-hmm. the ensemble, and then there are standbys who cover the principals. Okay, I'm a standby, so I cover three of the principals mm-hmm. in the show. So I don't do the show every night, but whenever somebody's sick or on mm-hmm. vacation or gets hurt, then I have to jump in. So are you? 
Let me ask you, remember, I'm, I'm trying to pretend like I'm an audience here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So are you literally, because um, I went to see you a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? Thank you for inviting me. <clears throat> and it was really cool. So I kept thinking, I wonder if he's like backstage right now, like in his Burr outfit, like just in case something <laughs> happens to Burr. Like, or how prepared are you in case something, it's, you know? So we have to be ready at mm-hmm. any time. We don't have to be dressed. Right. But we have to be ready. We have to be in the building. Okay. Every night during the show, we get to leave maybe 15, 20 minutes before the end of the show. But we got to be there every night. We don't just like wait in the wings. We can be in our dressing rooms Mm -hmm. or we can be watching in the house Mm -hmm. um, or doing other things. It's kind of the perfect job for me because when I'm not in the show, I can put my headphones in and write, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's great. That's three hours that I have to be in one place that I can dedicate to writing. Once I'm comfortable with, I was about to say because you're probably watching you know, the show yeah. a lot. At first. Yeah, because it took. I mean, we were off for a year and a half, right? So it it was a lot to jump back in and like mm-hmm. relearn all these roles because it's it's a lot of words and mm-hmm. and a lot of figuring out where you need to breathe. And you got to jump like, in and out of different characters depending on which one you got to play that night. And yeah, and sometimes difficult. you rehearse one in the afternoon and have to do a different one at night. Oh. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot on the brain. And that's hard for writing too sometimes because it's mm-hmm. it, it's a workout. So mm-hmm. then I sit down to write and I'm like, I just, I don't have anything left. I can't do it. I can't do it today. <laughs> totally understand that. Um, I was telling my husband, because um, for the past three years, I've been just developing shows mm-hmm. for some pretty big people. And, and finally, like two or three weeks ago, like right before my birthday, I was like, you know, I think I'm a little burnt. I'm a little tired. I've learned a ton. It was fun. It was cute. Mm. I need to just get back on another show. So I called my agents and my reps and I was like, put me back on the show. Yeah. You know, which is why I'm starting to, you know, meet showrunners again. And um, what I found is the normal me is really good at multitasking. I'm always doing three projects at once, always, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but I feel like now I'm a little too, I'm just burnt. Um physically like mentally burnt that's real you know? yeah like, that's so real I'm especially really, really after the the last two years that we've been through too on top of yeah everything that you've been putting because you know i mean you know this better than i do but when you're writing something from scratch it t- it's a whole different muscle and mm-hmm. it takes so much more energy and so much more work so for you to have been doing that for what the last ye- several years yeah and and a lot of them are you know we get brought in to do me and my producing partner. We get brought in, you know, to Pamela, pitch, yeah, yeah to, to pitch on um, IP, you know, different different books and stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of two books right now, you know, that is just one of them is this thick Lord of the Rings type of book, <clears throat> you know, in that world, and it's just like it's a lot because you got to you know? do all that work. You yeah. got to read. You got to come up with your pitch. Your, yeah. That's part. That's one of the things about this side of the industry that mm-hmm. I'm still wrapping my brain around. I mean, I guess as actors, we have to prepare you know audition sides and stuff like that but that is not anything compared to all of the work that goes into pitching on a project like that i mean they're they're one and the same to me in in its own way you know if you think about getting that monologue just right and your two songs because you Mm -hmm. might start one they're like no no give me more upbeat one Mm -hmm. in the middle of it yeah (laughs) you know what i mean you were like okay quit switch (laughs) right you know what i mean and so um, I think there's in the same vein of the same muscle. Uh-huh. Um, but, but for, and here's the thing for me that it's actually just a little bit easier to take something that's IP than it is to create. 
like kind of what you were saying. Like it takes less energy from. Yeah, because you already have the thing. Like for example, it's easier for you. I'm sure you've read your friend's scripts and gave them notes, mm-hmm. right? And you see where the holes are or things that they could do to make it better, to make it get more attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when you do it yourself, you think you're executing those things, but then somebody gives you a note and you're like, fuck, I didn't see that, yeah. right? Yeah. So to me, it's almost little, I hate to use the word easier because people are like, oh, it's easier. Eh. It's just a little easier to right. take what you have and create from it, if that makes sense. Yeah, you get a, you get a little help, a little yes. head start. Right. You know? right. Let, me, let me ask you, um, so you moved to New York, you go to Carnegie Mellon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Carnegie, is it in New York or is it in? No, it's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, right. Yeah. So then you moved to New York. Then I moved to New York got after. It. Yeah. You got on a show. What was that? So that show lasted for two weeks. So what happened after that? Well, <laughs> I was young and naive, mm-hmm. and and I'm 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 loyal. Like I I was right. like my agents were like, okay, here's the next audition. I was like, wait, I, I just got this one. Like, can I enjoy <laughs> this and like live in this? I mean, they knew better than I did. They right. were like, this show's not gonna run. Right. But but when you have to do it every night, you have to believe in it. You know, otherwise, like you're out there, and mm-hmm. you know, I just. I wanted to be invested. So mm-hmm. I was a little bit heartbroken. It's it's hard to do a flop. You put everything into it. It's the same with creating a TV show. Mm-hmm. You put all of this energy and work into it, and then either people don't respond to it or it just doesn't work. Right. So it's heartbreaking, and it, it, it takes a lot out of you. So that ended after two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. and I just started going on other auditions. I was lucky enough to get another job within a week or two. Um, this is not a normal path. Mm-hmm. My path is not normal <laughs> at all. Um, but, so I got another. But, but let me just interrupt you with this though. This is what I found. Even back, I remember when I was an actor, this is what would happen. And even now, like when I'm in the middle of, you know, meeting producers or whatever, and I just finished doing this other thing, you're riding on energy mm-hmm. and you're riding on confidence. Yeah. So you come into the room different than you did when you're trying to get something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it, true. It, sometimes mm-hmm. you see that I see that I'm like, oh, this person just finished the job. They're still filling it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. But that's uh, the <clears> best <throat> auditions I've had are either jobs that I didn't think there was any chance I was going to get mm. or jobs that I didn't need. Interesting. Those yeah. were the best. But because when you really need it, right. I feel like they right. feel the desperate. They're like, okay, he's working oh, yeah. a little, little too, you're doing too much. You know? <laughs> I really need <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You could, you could see it in the room. Yes. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I went on. I did another show right after that, then went on tour. I, I kind of worked for about 10 years. Um, again, I was really lucky to, to work pretty consistently for about 10 years. Right. With a couple new shows, a couple hits I did that Susan Stroman production of The Music Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but but my, my, my path kind of changed. From that first show, like I was on the track to like being a, a lead actor and mm-hmm. stuff. And then I just wanted to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I had some back and forth with my agents about it because it's a different, mm-hmm. you got to do different things. But I just wanted to work. I just wanted to be on stage. I just wanted to perform. So I started taking ensemble gigs. Right. And I was happy with that. I've, mm-hmm. I've never wanted to be anybody's star. I just want to do the work. Like right. I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so my path kind of shifted, and I was. It was easy for me to get it? those. Sometimes you got to pivot. Yeah, it's true. <clears> it's true. Yeah. Sometimes you rhyme slow. Sometimes you rhyme quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I wanted at the time. I was cool with that, you know. So I, I went out. I did um, Mama Mia. I did Hairspray. Mm-hmm. I did a production of Hair. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch oh, of fly. I did I the Lestat. Um, 
vampire musical that was mm. a, a pretty big flop. Ah, oh, that should have been awesome. Damn. It, you know, there were three vampire musicals in two years. Really? And they all fail. <laughs> all of them. But I'm still convinced that <clears throat> it just hasn't been done the right, right way. Right, you right. know, I still think it could work. <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah. And, and then the hair thing was interesting because it started as a concert in the in Central Park okay. in 2007. And then kind of like grew and ended up moving to Broadway in 2009. So I did that for a year. I was the dance captain on that show okay. um, and helped transfer it to Broadway, taught and taught new people. And I was, the, it was the first time I was behind the table for auditions mm-hmm. and part of the casting process. And I was a little bit like, oh, I, I like this. <laughs> I like this a little more than having to get out there for three hours every night and work so hard, you know? Yeah. And I started just thinking about, do I want to direct? What what kind of other things are out there for me? And that was around the time I started writing. Mm. And again, I was fortunate to have a lot of good people on my side. Oscar Eustace at The Public read the first script I ever wrote, the first screenplay I ever wrote, which was... And were you writing features at first? Or? Features, yeah, okay. I was writing features. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably 200 pages, but it was like <laughs> three characters. And he was like, he was like, this is great. Uh, do you think it's a play? I was like, no, no, it's a movie. And he was like, okay, but it might be a play. <laughs> the scenes go on for 12 pages each. <laughs> but it was the kind of thing like I had, I had read scripts. I read right. movie scripts for auditions and stuff, but I was reading them in a different way. I was reading mm-hmm. them as an actor. Right. When I started reading them as a writer, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So there aren't like 20 page scenes in movies <laughs> <laughs> normally. <laughs> but it was one but of the dialogue, like, you don't the know dialogue until, was you know, off the chain, yeah, wasn't it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I start I start taking classes in New York. I started mm. uh studying with a screenwriting private screenwriting instructor there and then found some online classes. Um I don't know if it still exists, but the Writer Store and Screenwriters yeah, University. Yeah. I would like download those classes and take those classes. Um, and then I can't remember if it was where I found it, but I got hooked up with Pilar okay. on the page right and, uh, I took her class. Mm-hmm. I did a consult with her on a, a feature that I wrote that was a nickel quarter finalist. Okay. Um, she helped me with some stuff on that. And then I took her class <clears throat> and by that time I had done the Book of Mormon for a few years and then started who, doing who Hamilton. Who were you in Book of Mormon? Uh, I was one of the guards, mm-hmm. um, and I played the. I eventually was the doctor okay. after a while, um, and I was. And all that time, I was trying to figure out if I was actually going to try this. Because mm-hmm. you know, as as you start to get older, it's kind of like, do I have the energy to to, to, tra- <laughs> to change careers at right. this point? Can I change careers at this mm-hmm. point? So I was thirty, and then I was thirty five, and then I was forty, and I was just like, uh, I don't. He's know. still like sixteen. He lying to y'all. As, I, I mean, I was nineteen, and then I was twenty. <laughs> he, no. he biting next to. He vampire. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know I, I got i got this hamilton gig i had applied for a couple fellowships right before i got hamilton mm. at the end of 2017 okay you know we got to talk about the auditions for hamilton but go ahead finish your thought okay yeah i'll come yeah. back to it because that's right. that's a lot too yeah um and i had applied for this fellowship with universal mm-hmm. their feature fellowship and made it to the interview round but i wasn't going to be able to do the the, the fellowship because i just signed my contract with hamilton oh so I did the interview. I felt good about it. I felt good about all all of that. And I was like, you know what? Next year, I'm going to do this. Mm. So I did it. I did like a year and a half at Hamilton in Chicago. Okay. The beginning of 2019, I was like, this is it. I'm moving to LA. I'm going to try. Was that the first place they toured? 
Chicago was that it? was the first company they opened after Broadway. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I came out to L.A. I was here for probably a day and a half, mm-hmm. and Hamilton called <laughs> and we're like, "Hey, can you come and do Burr? <laughs> brother man, brother man, brother man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You've been gone for like two days. You know? <laughs> Let me highlight you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, they uh, they wanted me to go to the, to one of the tours, and they mm-hmm. were in Kansas City, and I'm like, well, my whole family is there. I can't mm-hmm. not go play Burr right, right. in Kansas City. <laughs> so I went and did Burr in Kansas City, and they're so like, you got oh, to play him the whole time. I played him for part of the time. Okay, cool. Because the uh, the guy who was playing Burr on that tour was working on some other things so he was in and out nice. and i was like great i can come in i can do those weekends that mm-hmm. he's gone <clears throat> nice and my whole family came my whole like community theater came you're trying so. to get me teary eyed right here <laughs> <laughs> sure. here's why let me say this let me say this so people i i have meetings with producers all the time they was like dude you got a great look you should still be acting and i'm like the only time i ever miss acting is when i go see like hamilton or something mm-hmm. like i was sitting there watching burr going oh man i wish i could do that part <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and then of course you know washington comes on and like man i wish i could do that part. that's the only time i miss it mm-hmm. and like when i saw in the heights and um benny's character i was like man i wish i could that do that part. yeah that was it but otherwise it just kind of goes and then all of a sudden i'm over it like in a couple days or whatever mm-hmm. but um no i just had to say that right quick. no but i had that same like back in probably 2014 15 2015 might have been when i saw hamilton first mm-hmm. I was I was not feeling acting anymore. I was mm. a little <clears throat> over it. Doing eight shows a week is rough. You get mm-hmm. one day off. You know, you miss all the family stuff. My family's not on the East Coast, so mm. I couldn't just like fly home for mm. my grandma's retirement or birthday parties and like stuff that I really wanted to be a part mm. of. And I was like, you know what? I I might be done with this lifestyle. Mm. And then I saw Hamilton, and I was like wait a minute like, like, let me give it another two or three years like, huh? mm. and i saw that original cast and i was like i want to do that mm. like i want to play those roles mm-hmm. I, at first it was burr and then lafayette jefferson and i was like i want i want to do that hmm. so i started so f- to the audition thing i had my first audition when they were developing the show what did you think i sang the king george song mm-hmm. And did a little bit of the Washington on your side. Mm-hmm. It was the material was all different, and I sang Dear Theodosia, which was uh, had a different melody that's at my the time. Jam right there. It's a good song. <clears throat> it's a hard song, but it's yeah. a good song. Um, and at the time, like I didn't, I was like, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. And they were working with me on the King George stuff in the room, mm-hmm. and I was like, I guess I just don't get the humor of this song. <laughs> <laughs> like that's this is this might not be my gig. That's you hilarious. Know? And then it came well, out. Well, he's subtle. Is the problem? Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh my god, he just stands still, and all of a sudden, every once in a while, there's a little shoulder thing or right. an eye look or something. You but know? you think about like in the beginning, there's no context for any of that because <clears throat> right. none of that has been developed. Right. They just give you the lyrics and the, and the notes, okay. and they're like, "Here you go, make something out of it." <laughs> and the raps, I was like, I was like, okay, this makes sense. I can I can make something out of this. Mm. And that song, I just was like, I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> So then the show comes out and I was like, oh, this is what I missed. Like I mm. missed out on this. And after that, I was like, okay. Oh, I'm you had auditioned for it at first before it came yeah, out? Yeah, before, when they were first developing it. Oh, the bird, the workshop. Before, and the, before the public, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I missed yeah. that part. Forgive me. Okay. Yeah. So then I auditioned after it opened mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, like keep working on the material, mm-hmm. you know, come back. I was like, okay, you don't want me. It's fine. You can say it, you can say it. <laughs> And then they called me and they're like, okay, we have this opening. 
we need you to come in for the creative team, do all the Burr stuff, all the Lafayette Jefferson stuff, all the Washington stuff. That's like an hour's worth of material right there. So for three days, I just like have my headphones in, learning those lyrics. Those are all completely all different characters. Completely different, but but I kind of loved it too. Huh. So that was a four day process, that audition process. And the job started <laughs> like in a week. What? Yeah. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> for the kids, <laughs> what? Well, you know that it never happens, but actors have outs all the time yeah. for if they get TV and movies, and mm -hmm. sometimes it happens, mm -hmm. you know. So an actor got yeah, something. Damn David, all like, busy and shit. <laughs> <laughs> damn mogul now. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it happens. So, <clears throat> so they're like, "Oh, we need somebody right now." Hmm. So I went through the process. I felt good about it. Like I left that final call back on the fourth day. And mm. every day I was there for at least an hour, mm. just like nonstop. And they're giving you instructions because they want to make sure you can do it. It's mm -hmm. a hard show. Right. Anybody can do it one, not anybody, but a lot of people can do it one time, but can you do it eight times a week? Can right. you do it twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday? Right. So the end of Friday comes and uh, I get a phone call and they're like, hey, so when can you be in Chicago? <laughs> and I was like, well, I have a job, so four weeks. <laughs> I gotta give my, I can give my notice right now. Mm -hmm. So four weeks from now. And they're like, okay, we can, we can wait four weeks. So mm -hmm. I ended up moving to Chicago to wow. do Hamilton. And, and I, I was nervous about it because I had never been a stand, I had been a swing, I'd been a principal, I'd been in the ensemble, I'd been an understudy. Mm -hmm. But to stand by for these three huge, two characters that won Tony Awards, huge. all three Tony nominated. Huge huge characters yeah. and i was like <clears throat> i don't know if i could do it i might get fired <laughs> but i'm gonna try it you know i like that about you though you, you when when you're scared of something you you push through it most of the time well yeah. it sounds like you do though yeah. i mean you know that's interesting interesting i mean i have to i have to build it up like mm -hmm. i had to you know i have a good circle around me mm -hmm. so i have a lot of people that gas me up all the time which i need so they were like you got like they wouldn't have hired they know you you've been through this process yeah. they wouldn't have hired you but I got there and I mean, I, I do work my ass off, mm -hmm. especially because I have that fear, like I have all this anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I have to work two or three times as hard mm -hmm. as other people, you know, to get the information to stick, to make sure I got it, mm -hmm. to make sure I always know where I am. I like to be rehearsed. And it, that's a big reason that I don't love like improv and mm -hmm. even sometimes acting on camera is not great for me. I like the rehearsal. Mm. And they're like, okay, right. we run it once. Okay, camera. I'm like, wait, wait, we don't get to run. I have a funny story. Like, I was going to try like, something. I was going <laughs> to. My first TV gig, I did an episode of Law & Order that yeah. Mario Van Peebles directed. Okay. And he was amazing. Like, yeah. he was so great. But we get there, and it's just me and two of the regulars on the show. We kind of read through the scene, and then we block it. And it's a walk and talk. And we're walking through mm. this office, and I have all this dialogue about, I'm the, like, a DEA officer. I'm talking about all these drugs and right. stuff. So it's a lot. It's a lot of words, <laughs> big words and stuff. So we do it once, and we're like, "Great, B team." They call the B team in to do it, and I'm watching the B team rehearse, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Well, why can't I rehearse? Like, <laughs> I want to rehearse." Yeah, and they were like, "No, that's their job." <laughs> exactly. And I was like, "But the, now they're doing the light. I gotta do it. Now <laughs> they're setting the light in the camera." And, and I was like, "I'm okay with that. Like, right. I'm, I'm used to rehearsing eight hours a day." <laughs> And so I asked the guy, I was like, listen, I don't want to be an asshole, but do you mind 
if I step in, like mm-hmm. we can trade off. And he was like, oh yeah, that's okay, that's cool. And it was like, no one had ever done that before. They mm-hmm. were like, wait, we have, we have the A team is doing it. And, and right. they're like calling people over. I was like, it's okay, I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. In theater, we have to do everything for ourselves. Right. So right. to be spoiled like that on set, I was like, I don't, I can get my own water. I can, right. I know how to do it. And, I, and that was my, my experience. Like I did it with the B team. Cause I was like, oh, this is rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Cause by the time we shot it, we did maybe two takes and I was like, okay, I think I got it. They're like, great, we're moving on. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I, I like Welcome rehearsal. to TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's why different. they shoot it in seven, eight days. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you have to. You got to be fast like that. But it's a different world. I, I, I need the rehearsal. But um, so when I got to Hamilton, the first role I learned was Lafayette Jefferson. Oh, okay. And at the end of that first week, because you can't just learn your role. You have to know the whole show. Let me ask you a quick question. Did you have to do anything? Could you play two roles in that when you play Lafayette? You put Lafayette in. And Tom Shepherd. Tom yeah. <clears throat> do, you, do you have to, um, like even the show that I saw, the guy who played him did something different with his hair. Yeah. Did you have to do something with yours? Or because would? I'm a standby and I don't do it every mm-hmm. night, they kind of let me get away with not okay. wearing I don't know a wig. if you put on some little wig. They all, well, like, so usually <laughs> they do. And they were like, can we put a wig on you? I was like, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't feeling it. Huh? So I get away with it. You know, okay. sometimes I'll let me wear a scarf in act one and then have my hair out in act okay. two. So there's, so it's different enough, That's you true. know. That's funny. You ain't feeling a wig, huh? You know you want to wear a wig. You get an afro or something, be cute, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that off. That's but. hilarious. <laughs> But you know, so you learn you learn these roles. I always say I'm gay, but I ain't that gay. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying you uh, you learn the roles, but at one point the dance captain was teaching me. Uh, we had learned the whole first act in mm. like a couple days, <clears throat> and my Jeez. brain was expl- I was like, okay, I'm full. And he was like, okay, so your next entrance is, if not, then I'll be Socrates throwing verbal rocks at these mediocrities. And mm. I was like, what? That's a lyric in this show. You didn't remember it. It wasn't. It wasn't my. It was a Hamilton lyric. Oh, and they and that was my cue. That was my cue to enter. And I was like, I've been listening to this show nonstop. I did not know that was a lyric in the show. I need a minute. Like I just that was the the (laughs) thing that like took me over the top. And I was like, so you never get the full script. You do. You do. But like I had learned my part and learned my cue lines Mm -hmm. for like when I'm speaking. But this was the part I wasn't speaking where I had an entrance. Got it. And I was like, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> so I was like, I need a minute. <laughs> had to, to, and had a conversation with myself. I was like, you just got to learn every lyric in this show. And now, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only way to do it, that's especially facts. knowing three roles. Mm-hmm. Like, I practically had to learn every lyric anyway. That's a very good point. Damn, that's a lot. It is. And there's still, you know, I'll be on for Burr and I'll hear a cue for Washington. And I still twitch a little bit. Cause oh, because you're like, I was supposed like, to be over there. Mm-hmm. Because you have to check in every now and then. It's a lot. And, and there are sometimes in rehearsal where I have to play more than one character mm-hmm. if we don't have enough people to cover. Mm. So I do a lot of bouncing around. How in the world around. do you do that? It's a lot. It's, it's a lot on the brain. Damn. And you got to change and be ready. And mm-hmm. yeah. But it's good for me, too, because it yeah. doesn't get boring. It never gets yeah, boring. That, that's a fact. You know, sure. when you do it eight times a week, <clears throat> a lot of people, get you get bored with it sometimes. You have to, like, find things to keep it interesting and change mm-hmm. it up. I get out there and I'm like, hey, y'all, I haven't seen y'all in a week. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> I saw, we saw Hamilton here when it first came. There was a black guy who played Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Michael Lavoye. This dude was 
amazing. Yeah, I, heard he was, I, I mean, I heard he was incredible. Like when he did the 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 song where with him and his wife, um, and and it's quiet uptown. And he's like telling her how he's sorry and blah blah blah, like uh-huh. all that. He was like, uh, like, like he couldn't even hit all the notes. Mm-hmm. He was so into it, and like snot was coming down. I was like, who is this dude? Yeah, he is fucking killing this world right now. Loved him. Loved I heard him. he was great. He I was wish I had seen him. Badass dude. That's what, I mean, Hamilton has <laughs> uh, like we talk about A and B team, but there are anybody who's on the B team, mm-hmm. quote unquote, of Hamilton could easily do the show. Like there are so many talented people in the world of Hamilton, and the cool thing is, it's it's hardly ever the same cast <clears throat> twice in a row. Okay, so you get to see new stuff all wow, the time. Wow, really? Yeah, uh, that'd be kind of annoying to me. It is uh, for some because it takes more energy to yeah. do to do. You're like all of a sudden opposite a different Hamilton. The chemistry, it's going to be different. You got to work. Yeah. You can't just like sit back and do what you're used to. And that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. That's exciting to me. Honestly, because I, like- I wasn't 100% sh- It took me about 30 minutes to get into the guy who played Hamilton mm-hmm. for, for a while. All of a sudden, he just felt like he's playing him very stiff. And then all of a sudden, it's like he loosened up. Like I was like, oh, and he's having fun now. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't, fo- like I was like, I, well, th- you I also was wondering. Well, you also saw the very first rehearsal. I mean, it was still dress rehearsal. First run through first audience in like two years. I understand all that. But he loosened up at some point, and mm-hmm. I went, I was thinking, just from my old theater ways, I was going, I wonder if this was like, he was one of the people they had to throw on really quick, and he just had to jump in. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I was at. But then I, at, at intermission, me and my husband were talking, I was like, no, this is rehearsal. I remember saying that. Like, he's, he's just still going through the numbers. He hasn't really, mm-hmm. he's still trying to find him, you yeah. know? But I felt like the whole second half, he was in. Yeah. You know what I mean? The first half, I was like, come on, dude, give me some shit. Give me some shit. And all of a sudden, he started having fun. And I was like, yeah. okay, now there he is. There he is. I you know? was, I watched, <clears throat> excuse me. I watched uh, the first act that mm-hmm. night, and he dropped in. And it was, it, it's a thing like it's you add the audience in that show it adds a whole nother totally level agree. plus the first time i went on I, when i was washington probably last saturday or something mm-hmm. maybe two weeks ago you look out and you see all these people in masks it it threw me off like i know i know everybody, yeah. everybody's wearing a mask yeah. in the eye, but it just was something so different and you're like oh yeah this is a whole different thing and I haven't done it in two years right. and am I ready and do I know what I'm doing so for that first night for them to come out to all that applause and all of that everybody was like the, 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 plus the adrenaline was going coming at you too, yeah, right? yeah yeah and you get the, you get 30 people with all different energy mm-hmm. and it took a it took a minute for it to settle down and for everybody to be like okay we know what we're doing let's right. like ground this a little bit and have fun mm, you know interesting that's cute I see but that. that's I mean that's the point <laughs> of like dress rehearsals and previews is for everybody to work through all of that stuff right. you know that this is a really great cast this cast is here now they're so solid so let me ask you so let's take this hypothetically mm-hmm. so you're you because there, it sounds like it's the type of show that's always turning people around yeah. right your, your contracts probably aren't extendedly long I'm not sure um, let's just say they're six months at a time I'm just generalizing mm-hmm. and so their turnaround is a lot faster and a lot of and you guys do it's it's a lot of work in the show. You guys are probably exhausted yeah. when the shows are. Everybody's on the stage a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not like one of the shows where it's you know Hamilton and you know Burr. Right. It's like no, it's this nine other people doing some other shit on the other side, mm-hmm. dancing or posing or taking tableaus or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? There's yep. always something moving, which mm-hmm. I love. 
Um, and and I'm wondering this. So for the actors out there listening, what is it like to say the show has been running? Like now you guys are in production. You guys mm-hmm. are fully going now. Audiences are coming in. They're paying the full amount and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What's it like as an actor coming in and you know you're going up in two weeks? You know, like how how often are you actually on the stage with the entire group or are you just mostly with the dance captain oh, going around? You know what I mean? You mean when you're added into the yeah, show when like added, after it's already up? Yeah, when it's already up. So <clears throat> typically most Broadway shows you get two weeks okay. to go into. Hamilton is, is a beast. Like I've never seen anything like mm-hmm. this. So people, I think at the minimum, if you've never done the show before, get four weeks. Oh, okay, that's good. And most of that time is in the studio with the dance captains, the associate director, associate choreographer, um, and the music director. Mm -hmm. So you have all these rehearsals going during the day, watch the show at night, sometimes rehearse during the show at night. And then typically the week before you go in, you'll have a rehearsal with all of the swings and and standbys. So you'll get to be on stage with with the off And they're cast. all playing all those roles. Yeah. Got it. So just so you start to get people <clears throat> mm-hmm. around you and start to feel what that's like. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can do the show with just you and the dance captain. Yeah. And it, you know, you you're, not gonna you're not going to hit anybody. You're not going to run into anybody. Yeah. Gonna fuck around and yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then there's all that to get used <laughs> to. There's <laughs> the lights. There's the turntable. And that turntable is no joke. It seems easy. Mm-mm. Timing. I, like my first time, everything. I was like, oh, yeah, this will be. I stepped on that mother. <laughs> Anyway, it's a, it's a lot to get used yes. to. So you'll get like a, a little rehearsal on stage and then typically before you start, either the afternoon before you go in or maybe the Friday before if you're going in on Tuesday, mm. you'll get a full put in if you're in an onstage person doing okay. the show every night mm-hmm. where the, the cast that you will mostly do the show with will be there. Okay, You'll be probably the only one in costume but you'll get lights, you'll get a microphone, you'll get all the technical stuff. You'll, your dressers will be there to mm-hmm. talk you and walk you through all the changes and stuff. But if you're not somebody who's on stage every night, you don't always get that. Sometimes mm. your first time with all those people and all of the elements, it you're doing the show. I was gonna ask you, is it the same for the ensemble then where they get to get bit with the whole group like if that? You're in the, if you're full-time on stage mm-hmm. ensemble, yeah, you get okay. a put in. But mm-hmm. if you're not, then it's just some. You know, they're good <laughs> you're about gonna, you're sometimes. Take they're your like, notes down. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Hamiltons only do seven shows a week, so we have different Hamilton every Sunday night. Oh, I didn't know that. So right. those Hamiltons get a put in. So sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, okay, you haven't done this ensemble woman two tracks, so we're going to put you in this put in." So they mm-hmm. try to get people in when they can. Mm-hmm. You know, if it doesn't affect like the other people doing stuff. They, they're really good about figuring out schedules and trying to get you in, but mm-hmm. sometimes it happens that you might not get a full run through before you have to do it. That's part of the job of right, being right. a swing and a standby. You right. know? Interesting. That's a trip. You just um, got to be ready. <clears throat> know what you need to do to right. be prepared. Right. Um, how do you take care of your voice when you know you're up there all the time like that? Water. No? Yeah. You don't, you don't need like so honey and tea and all that hot water, whatever you call it, you know? I mean, I... <clears throat> I, I, I have allergy issues so I, mm-hmm. I do all of the stuff i need to do for that right. but otherwise water there's this uh <laughs> pastilles or this like there's this spray called singer saving grace that mm-hmm. people love that's what does actually it do? really, it it's like your... it's like glycerin it just is like like coats your your throat okay because now like with the the um 
air systems and air purifiers, it gets dry. It can well, get plus plus the cold air. It'd be freezing in them theaters sometimes. Yeah. you know what I mean. That I mean, really it gets hot pretty quick. <clears throat> like when we're rehearsing during the day, it's so cold. Everybody's got layers on. Mm-hmm. But at night, when the lights start and the audience is in there, it warms up probably like a half hour okay. into the show. Yeah, I figure it's probably hot up there. But if yeah, we oh, feel, on stage, we feel like the yeah. air is just well because it has to be because right. if it, if they didn't turn the air like all the way down, mm-hmm. then it would just boil you know <laughs> understood that makes sense yeah for sure but yeah but mostly like water sleep that's that, that's that's one of the hard things about the job is people think oh you only work three hours a day but you have to like gear your whole day toward what you have to do at night you know if i don't get a certain amount of sleep b flats are not coming out you right. know i i don't i'm not a natural tenor or a natural singer like that mm-hmm. like i have to work at it mm-hmm. so if i don't sleep a certain amount and drink a certain amount of water then it's not happening. Okay. So I have to structure everything based on the show. And mm. since I don't know what I'm doing on mm. any given night, I got to mm. be prepared All the for time. any of those roles, you know. Wow. wow. So you get like one day off a week. Mondays, yeah. So you guys got a show tonight. God mm-hmm. damn, that's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then rehearsals. We don't, we don't usually rehearse on Tuesdays, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we can have rehearsals too. Are they expecting you to be full out? during these rehearsals or are you guys just marking stuff not all the time usually it's marking especially if you have to do the show that night okay they want you to save your voice they want you to they want to know you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. but at this point the the unique thing about the la cast is all but one person in this cast has done the show before somewhere else so it's a lot of people from broadway or Mm -hmm. from like the hamilton did it in london um a bunch of people from Chicago and people from tour. Mm-hmm. So they know that we have all done the show because they chose, they like handpicked this cast to be here. Okay. Um, so everybody knows what they're doing. So they can trust that right. if I'm marking and I, I'm, I'm going to 10 over here, they're like, okay, we know he knows it. <laughs> How much room do you have? Like there was, there was a moment, um, I want to say it was in act two for just, here's one example that I remember when the King, um, finished his last moment he goes to sit down um, on the stool on, on the stool uh-huh. and he starts doing his little dance and, it, and um, I can't remember if it was Hamilton or Burr they looked it was Burr Burr looked up and started like cracking up mm, yeah <laughs> I was like and me and my husband started cracking up too because he, he like couldn't get out of his next lines he was still laughing like during uh. it. and he was like <laughs> <laughs> whatever and so and 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 I was wondering um um, how much room do you have to have any kind of improv? Like, for example, just to hear me out, I found I'm over talking. Mm, no, not at all. Um, Hamilton, like she said, the the thing about they named the cat Hamilton or whatever, uh-huh. uh, and and he says Martha um, Washington. Yeah, Martha. And, he, yeah, and and he says um, he said. He meow. He's like, yeah, yeah, meow. He didn't say he didn't, a lot. like yeah. that, like yeah. that, and then he chuckled like, "What did you say?" You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, how much of that can you do, or is it just like they can do that? Um, <laughs> I would say not very much. Okay, you know they are they're strict <laughs> about the notes, mm-hmm. the lyrics, and the spacing. Like that all has to be there. Now within that, you know, you can say a line differently or like have a different intention. If it still works, great. Okay. But they don't like changing up lyrics and stuff. That I, I don't. He may have done that in London. The the like the meow, the meow thing. Right, right. I don't know. <laughs> but 
Because I was saying it with him, and he talking about me. I'm like, meow. <laughs> like, That's not the line. <laughs> but the dude looked at him like, like he wasn't expecting it or something. But maybe he didn't. We all had that reaction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get him in trouble now. <laughs> no, I mean, it I think I think funny. it's something he worked out because yeah. they the creative team is all they've it been still there. Was they've funny. been in, in the in the process. Right. It's hilarious, yeah. and I think because people expect it to be mm-hmm. what's the line. That's true. Is what he yeah. said. Is what the line is, right. and people expect that. So it kind of like. It's like, oh, he did something different. Yeah. Because now yeah. everybody knows the show. Everybody knows either the right. album or the Disney Plus mm-hmm. uh, version. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to like pull people out. So you came here to LA. Did you come here because you decided you wanted to write? Was that what it was? Originally I did. And then, <clears throat> you know, I, I've, I've tried to leave Hamilton three times. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because we were talking last year. You're yeah. like, ah. They keep pulling me back in. <laughs> it's hard to say no. But um, originally, I, I came out to write. And then when I went back on tour, mm-hmm. they also told me, hey, in at that point, it was like 15 months from now, we're going to open an L.A. production. Mm. Will you do that? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've been yeah. trying to move to L.A. <laughs> exactly, yeah. for a couple of years anyway. So when I moved out here in the beginning of 2020, mm-hmm. I moved out here for Hamilton. Okay. Because we were opening, <laughs> we were supposed to open in March at the Pantages. Right. We we rehearsed in New York, got back here March seventh, did Damn, our tech rehearsals, yeah, that and then the day before our first audience was when we we shut down. Oh, must have just been devastating. Everybody. It was rough. It was rough, man. Because a lot of people like <clears throat> moved their lives out here. Mm-hmm. People who weren't from LA moved out here right. for that. So, but wow. I mean, I wanted to be here anyway, so I stayed, and that was, you know, all the all the stresses of 2020 aside, mm-hmm. a lot of the um, isolation was good for me. It was good for my writing, and I applied to the UCLA professional program and and did that okay, for that good. that time that we were off. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was kind of great that I was able to really invest in the writing side right. of things, <clears throat> and so by the end of that program like a week or two before we ended was when Hamilton was like, hey, we're opening back up. (laughs) And I was like, okay, am I gonna, I I feel I've been writing every day. Mm -hmm. I wrote three scripts in the last like however many months. Mm -hmm. I feel like now is the time to try it. So I was like, you know what, Hamilton, thank you for everything. I'm actually gonna try this writing thing. And then they called me a month later, and they're like, "We start rehearsal in three days. Can you please come in?" I was like, "Okay, I'll do it for a couple months." Because what I'm learning about writing is everything takes a lot more time. Acting, you you go to the audition and you find out in the next day or two. Writing, it's like you might not hear anything for months. Like I applied for all the fellowships, and you know that was in June. Mm -hmm. You don't start hearing for like three or four months after that. You know. And I'm gonna tell you. <clears throat> when you get to a point where you're actually selling pilots and you know staffing and all that, mm-hmm. except for like the staff writer position, most of the time staff writer, maybe story editor, they're like the last people who are staffed, mm-hmm. and maybe a week or two. They're like, because some people are like on Friday, they're like, okay, here's your offer. We start on Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> it works like that. And then some people, like when you get past like co-producer and producer, all of a sudden the, those deals are still being done. The room has started. You're sitting there. You have you don't even have your full contract yet. You know? Really? Yeah. People are already in the room. You know, but they know they're going to get kicked back later on. <clears throat> but you know, they're still working on their deal because yeah. business affairs takes forever in this business. Mm-hmm. So if you sell a feature film, same thing. It might be six months before you get paid. 
you know, in, uh, or longer. Yeah. Depending on what the company is and how you're, you know, how aggressive your agents and stuff are, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so it's it's good to anticipate that, which is why they say you need to have six months, nine months, a, a year's worth of money mm-hmm. set aside just in case some shit happened. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, everybody think, oh, you sold that thing, dude. You rolling. I'm like, bitch, I ain't seen that money and it ain't came yet. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's going to take a while before this money comes. And by the time it comes, now you all that other shit added up. Mm-hmm. You know, your agent, your manager, your lawyer, you know, that's 25%, you know, plus the man, you know, they going to get their mm-hmm. 40 whatever percent. I made $16 yeah, $2, when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then I got a pair of sneakers. I was all like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know for two mean? years worth of work. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's but true. that's, I mean, that's a, ble- like, I, I feel blessed that I have this Hamilton thing. And the mm-hmm. fact that I'm a standby and know so many roles right. is I'm valuable to them. Yeah. You know, they can call me and be like, hey, can you fly to, to this company? And do this role for the, which has happened to me before. I think you should hold on to it as long as you can because it doesn't hurt you to be in a show of that stature. Yeah, um, it, I could see coming from New York on some Broadway show that nobody really knew that much about or didn't really show didn't wouldn't have that much merit just because you're in that show. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people might lean in a little bit more. To the fact that you were in that show, especially knowing what Leslie and them did in that same role you're playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's something about, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> there's, and I'm also a snob. <laughs> there's something about <laughs> that tells me a lot about where, where you have to be in order to do those shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, um, what was I going to say? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's for real. So just, just be aware of that. I would stick in there as long as you can while you're doing what you're doing. And when you feel like it's the right thing to let it go, mm-hmm. then you can. But you could always say, hey, man, I'm going to do this thing for six months. I'm going to see how this goes. And if y'all need somebody, holler at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep the door open. Right, which is the good <laughs> yeah. thing about my position right. is I can do that, you know. For sure. Because they will always need somebody. What type of a writer are you? What you know? What when people ask you, what type of things do you write? Like, what what do you? Uh, mostly like family drama. Okay. You know, I I like to uh, dive into like mental health mm-hmm. and stuff like that and family relationships. I think at one point I was strictly on like the Queen Sugar kind mm-hmm. of um, okay. kind of vibe, and then I uh, I sent you this vampire pilot that I wrote because mm-hmm. I just I was like I just need to do something fun and different. I did that, and then I kind of found this area where I could like combine dra- family drama with some kind of like sci-fi or, or supernatural or fantastical element. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm living these days. That's a good place to be, especially if there's like black faces right. in this world, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, them and, you know, um, Lovecraft and all that stuff. Like there's something about those shows when they combine all those genres with black yeah. faces to me that I'm just like, it's exciting because it's like we it. we can do that. We appreciate this too. Yes. Like we like that, and we want to have show. We want to have options, right. you know. So just the fact that we had even Lovecraft and mm-hmm. Watchmen within a year or two. Yeah, and there's more in them. You know, there's more. Mm-hmm. There's more coming. You know, with that type of stuff, and so um, that's it's definitely. I mean, I brought in to do a lot of like historical stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. Tulsa's and the, you know, Emmett Till type of stuff. Like I'm always brought in. There's, I have like an old soul. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling the producers yesterday, I was like, you know, I'm like a historical, um, um, 
I'm not like a history buff, but I'm like addicted to it. Mm. Like if you look at my podcast, they're all like 16, 19, and you know, like all these, yeah. you know, you know, into America. Like I'm like a love, just like how we got sto- where we are. Yeah, how yeah. there's something about mm-hmm. how to me that just en- entrances me. <clears throat> and so I always joke with my husband if I hear about anything from like 18, like once the Civil War in 65, as soon as it ended, all the way up to like 1930, like I'm like. I'm in, uh-huh. and I always joke because everybody say, "Oh, you're a vampire," and I go, "Yeah, I was bit probably around 18, because <laughs> you were there. I got turned. You... I got turned right around the time. <laughs> Lestat's cousin got me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> um, dude, thank you, man. Thank you for coming and hang out with me. Yeah, sure. of course, awesome. it was great. It was I've been awesome. listening for a while. It's nice to like be in the room indeed indeed it's funny because as soon as we started i was kind of i was looked at your smile and i was like kind of chuckling to myself i was like oh my man is actually here on the show yeah you know what i mean in, in, <laughs> in the flesh you know with some real shit from fan to guest exactly so i guess we can't really say what's next for you i know there's some things you're aspiring to do anything anything next anything you're working on um not really i mean i have some some things <clears throat> some possibilities coming mm-hmm. up but nothing that's really solid i'm just trying to keep writing right. see what's happening on that front i still am doing the acting thing i would love to completely transition to writing mm-hmm. um just because that's where that's what i'm passionate about right now that's you have I'm a at. acting agent and stuff here yeah okay yeah i okay. they're on they're on both coasts so okay. so I, yeah they will like keep getting me work you know i've done like TV like guest guest star spots and stuff mm-hmm. here and there. I mean, you feel like you're getting out here as much as you thought you would as an actor. Yeah, more than I thought I would actually because okay. I'm because I I told them I'm slowing. Down. I told them that the writing stuff is a priority okay. like that, and and I have Hamilton right now, mm-hmm. so there's only so much I can do. That's true, you know. But that, before Hamilton yeah. started, I, I was doing a lot of like self tapes and stuff. Okay. You know, that makes sense. All right, yeah, cool. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming to hang out with the brother. Yeah, thanks so for having usually, me. So usually, usually, I don't know if you heard other episodes I've had, when I know a motherfucker sing, I make him sing us out. But I ain't going to put you on the spot like that. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> you give me a contract. Yeah, <laughs> see, see, black folks. See, I'm talking about black folks. Always want their ends in there, them ends. <laughs> anyway, thanks, tomorrow. Where can people follow you? Where are you at? Uh, I'm on Twitter, my full name, T-O-M-M-A-R Wilson, uh, and Instagram at T-O-M-M-A-R-W. W. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And, and I, don't, I don't know anything about TikTok or any of that. I saw you on TikTok. So, just out no, there, you didn't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You can follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. Also on fucking Clubhouse. I always say fucking Clubhouse. Um, actually, tomorrow we're doing a big event um, for this movie that I produced called Mermaid um, at 11.30 on Clubhouse. I have to promote that shit. I forget about that. A.M.? Uh, yeah, PT. Um, this won't drop probably for another two weeks, I think. But anyway, uh, what else was I going to say? Um, anyway, um, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to. We're all over the world. Please give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, we appreciate all you guys who send us you know, really cool emails and notes and all that. Please um, go on our... Um, ScreenwritersRR.com. We got T-shirts on there. We have a Patreon page you could donate to. We appreciate that for the love to keep this thing going. Um, 
got some more showrunners coming in in the next few weeks y'all gonna trip on um yeah some good shit going on yeah lots of good shit anyway thank you again tomorrow awesome thank yeah, you for having thanks. me thanks for inviting me to come see the show i had a blast um i want to go when you been when you want playing burr though that's the shit um, i'll let you know yeah highlight a brother <laughs> anyway well thank you again man joining me for wakanda forever you guys know how we do it on the rant room on the show we keep it real we keep it opinionated we keep it what tomorrow wakanda, wakanda forever. forever yeah peace y'all i'ma say what i feel and i promise to keep it real welcome to the rant room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rent.